Hey there, Donna Ashton here for some real talk. Honestly, I don't like working that much, but I do like to make a lot of money. And I'm here to help you work less and make more so you can have your dream business. To be the boss on your terms, work when you want, from where you want, and maybe take Fridays off. This show is for coaches, consultants, and experts who want to leverage their time, make a bigger impact, and earn more money without working harder. Here's what you'll get on my show. Successful entrepreneurs revealing their best tips for a laptop lifestyle, my strategy and tools for creating courses, and the latest marketing trends to get your course sold. Basically, stories of real people living their dream business who also have the freedom to enjoy it. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Work Less, Make More podcast. And I'm super excited for our guest today, which is Kat Stanzik. Let me just give you a little information about her, and then we will jump right in. So Kat is known as the lead boss, where she supports time-crunched CEOs and expert entrepreneurs to go from avoiding lead generation to loving it, which that sounds very refreshing. (laughs) She helps them create a repeatable organic lead generation process so they can predictably hit their revenue targets without requiring all of their time, which of course, you know, here we are all about Working less and making more. So I would love to introduce Kat Stancic, known as the lead boss. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, I'm so excited to have you here because Legion, you know, it can kind of sound kind of like that same old thing we all need to Nails do. And chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, not another opt-in form or, you know, just like, you know, trying to get traffic. I mean, I think it doesn't matter who you are. Like that is a thing that you need, like whether it's going well and you just want more you know, leads coming in, or if you're just, you know, kind of getting started and you need something, or maybe you've even pivoted, which I know has happened to me a little bit this year with who our ideal client is. And then it's like, oh, I have to create some new leads and kind of build up a new list. And it's like a constant thorn in your side. It can be. Because you feel like you've got to do all of the things or let's try this and this and this and this and this. And that's definitely not the work less, make more. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in that. And then just a little bit about, uh, we can kind of talk through your process and how you help people. Um, So I don't think I've ever like said this out loud before. And, And I just thought about it when you, when you asked the question of how I got started, it was. So here's the thing. Like, I always thought I sucked at sales, right? Like I hated it. I didn't want to sell. I didn't want to be rejected is the real truth. Um, (laughs) And I just was like avoiding it. And I was like, well, where, where can I put some effort into making that easier? And I was like, what I noticed was I never had like fantastic sales calls before, but what I realized is that people kept saying yes. And when I looked at the whole thing, it's just like, oh, it didn't matter how bad I was on the sales call. If it's the right lead, they're still going to say yes. Mm. And so that's when I was like, okay, there's something to be said about putting more effort into the lead generation process to make selling easier. And that's what I'm all about, which is how do I put strategic effort into something to make things easier down the line? Because that's how I save time. That's how I create leverage, all these great things. And so 
when I realized that most people really hated lead gen and I was like, actually, it's not that bad. I can do lead gen day in and day out. I just don't get me on a sales call where I think someone's going to say no. (laughs) No, thanks. Um, So, you know, I always love it when someone reaches out to me and books a sales call because the likelihood of them buying is like 90% or higher, right? Yeah. Well, if they've reached out, they're interested, they already like what you're doing and and you've already like pre-qualified them, it sounds like, so that- it's just so a like matter how of how do you do and get more of those instead yeah. of feeling like bluebirds, right? Wherever you get those once, maybe twice a year, how right. do you get those every month or multiple? Yes. Every or so month? you don't have to work so hard on the back end, like you're saying. Right. Like you have to nail the whole sales call process, and you've got to have your marketing and your your webinars and your everything has to be like top notch because it's like you almost are trying to talk them into it versus them coming already really excited and most of the way there and then just maybe getting some questions answered or right there is you hit the nail on the head which is you know for me like i'm gonna get like so much hate from like salespeople. like the sales process is like it's the phone call and the phone call really is just about making sure that you're an energetic fit and taking the credit card information. Like it's not that hard to actually have a sales call. The hard part is getting someone ready to buy. Right. Right. And, and it's not about this. And you know what, a lot of bro marketers out there. So these are like the, you know, fear of missing out BS, right? Like you can create real scarcity if you have a real limit, but if you're like, Hey, this evergreen webinar only has 10 spots. uh, I don't think so. (laughs) Right. Like, being in integrity, not forcing someone to make a sales call, but understanding that everybody gets to a place where they're ready to make a decision in their business. Oh, we're going to go ahead and make the assumption that you're a human and that you're, you're capable of making business decisions in your life, right? That you're innate, you have the innate ability to do that all by yourself without my help. So what we're doing is, is we're building our pipeline with people who are getting closer to that buying decision but your, your job is to make sure that you're still relevant to them when yeah. they get to that place and not just trying to find the 3% of people who are ready to buy at any given time. That means that you're leaving 97% of the population right. off the table. Right. And, and that's me, a lot that of disappointing sales calls <laughs> or right. a lot of people who just aren't ready and a lot of no's that you're going to hear, right? And, you know, no's are great. Like that's one of the things that I think, and I had to de-trigger myself around it and continue to do it is looking at the no is great. That means someone's made a decision, but your opportunity to turn a no into a yes is exponentially faster when you get that person making a decision. And when I I mean making like forcing, but help them state something. Mm -hmm. And I would say something along the lines of like 75% of the time, a no is an initial reaction. Most times when anybody asks you a question, your innate response is no. Mm -hmm. Think about anytime your kids ask you for anything. (laughs) No. Right. And then, and I'm not saying this is a strategy. They wore you down, but they, they, they identified different ways of asking the question, different information to you so that you could make a different decision. Right. right? So that's what we're doing is, is we're sometimes the question, the way that we ask the question response receives a no, but our, our opportunity here is to ask a different question to get the yes. And part of that is how many yeses have you collected before you ask the question, Mm. should we talk about working together? Because pitchy Pete 
who gives people PTCD, post-traumatic connection disorder, who connects with you and then basically slides into your DM and pitches you, they haven't collected any yeses. They've right. collected one, which is I've accepted your connection request, which quickly turns into remove connection, block, exactly. Stop and potentially me. report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So what we're wanting to do is everything that I talk about is all about relationship marketing. Mm -hmm. It's the one marketing strategy that will always work no matter what's going on, whether it's a pandemic or a political crisis or whatever's going on in the world, people will always build relationships with other people and people will do business with people they trust and they understand and they believe will help them in achieving a result. Yeah. So no, like yeah, trust, people think, trust. Oh, that's going to take so long. And they are, a lot of people are like, I just want the quick yes, or just build my list up with a bunch of people, but that doesn't, it, things are changing in, in the online world. And since the last few years, for sure. And I think yeah. relationship marketing, you know, it's like old school coming back around again, almost, you know, it never went away. Yeah. So like, I think a lot, what happened was, is there, 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 all these flash in the pan kind of overnight sensations started happening. So somebody, you know, had a one trick pony kind of thing and yeah. they rode that sucker all the way through the race. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And what happened was, is a lot of people are out there teaching a single strategy, do this one thing and all of your problems will be solved and you make a million dollars in 24 hours and all this other stuff. Right. And can it happen in some alternative world and dimension? One or two people might get lucky and that's what it is, but luck doesn't necessarily necessarily play a role in your business. And what I mean is, is that there are certain aspects of your business that you have complete control over. And if you're feeling overwhelmed or like there's chaos or whatever it is, it's a lack of control. So you don't know what's going on. You don't know how to get that lead into the pipeline and warm them up to a buying decision. So if you haven't mastered that, which is all about the conversation, then you're not going to be able to build your team and scale your business in a way, because you're not going to be able to set other people up for success because you yourself don't know how to repeat that consistently and predictably. I've seen seven figure business owners still trying to master this aspect down. So if like six figure people or people who are trying to break past six figure are feeling frustrated, imagine what those people are feeling like. It's not something like, because if you do one of these things, when it stops working, you have to try to find something else. And then you have to find the next new thing and the next new thing. Which is why conversations will always work. Yeah, because you can have the funnel. Right. And so at the end of the day, the funnel is just a word for something that's called the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can get someone buying faster. But if we look at the percentages, 3% of people are ready to buy at any given time. Already shared that statistic. 7% of people need a little bit more information. Most people are just focused on that 3%. So we're going to add some more percentages. Even just 10 is a good chunk though. If you think about all the people in the world. (laughs) So like think about what you've done Opening it from three to 10 is really like giving you a little more pool, right? A significant amount. So like what your your business right now for the most part is representing is that 3%. So imagine adding that 7% as part of your pipeline. And then imagine adding 60% of people who need more information. So they need to be nurtured. They need more information. They need to just... They need to sit and, and make that, get to that business decision. Yeah. And then 30% of people are never going to buy from you. Right. And that's fine. Hey, 60% of the big chunk. Right. But here's the problem is that most people are thinking about the 3% in a single way, which is lead is a buyer. Right. So lead becomes a client or whatever it is. And that's the most broke mindset way of approaching lead generation. And what I mean is 
that 3% is going to keep you business. You, you, you might not even break past six figures. If that's the only way you're thinking about leads, what you need to think about, not you, the, yeah. the global you, yeah. <laughs> how people need to think about it is that a lead is also an affiliate partner a referral partner, a power partner. It's a speaking opportunity, a podcast opportunity, introduction to someone else, a friend, da, 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 da. The list goes yeah, on. Yeah. I think of it as a community, like you're building your community and all of those things you just said fit into the community. Not everyone's going to buy today. Right. But they could become, like you said, doing right. a podcast or but doing think about it this way, which is yeah. once you go through that door, let's say one of the, like say the affiliate door up, someone else who'd be willing to sell your stuff. Then that person introduces you to someone else. All of those opportunities become available to you again. And the problem is, is that most people only walk through one or two sets of doors. Mm. They never, and then they never go back and continue to manage the relationships that they've already established. I've seen so many people come and go from my podcast and never come back and even said hi, even though maybe I was interested in buying, but I just wasn't ready yet. Maybe I would have been willing to promote their stuff. Maybe I would have been able to put them in touch with someone else because I'm a connector, but because that person didn't bother to keep in touch and then basically made me feel used because they just wanted to get get an audience. Yeah. Right. But most people are doing it, which is they're hyper-focused on adding new leads to their business instead of monetizing their current ones, because it's easier to hit that connection button and say, connect, 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 and feel like you did something. New leads. I just got 200 people on my list. Like it feels like some great thing. That is cool. It feels like, woohoo, you know, because that's what I've been around for 12 years yeah. in online marketing. And it's like, it's all about the list and building this big list, building mm. this big community. But if you don't have any of those things, I'm actually just a really whole bunch of people that don't know you or care about you. And if you don't right. care about them, then it's just, you have to constantly be getting constant traffic. That's exhausting. Yeah. Well, and think of the quality of that traffic. Yeah, right. that's what I mean. So, like, there's, you might be a few buyers, but like you said, if there's only the three percent, then you've got to keep getting people all the time, and that mm-hmm. that yeah. sounds and like so a lot of those work. Those people with like fifty thousand, hundred thousand people on their list, the majority of that list has never been scrubbed. It's never been cleaned. They've never gotten rid of people who don't open anymore yeah. because everyone wants to say, "Look at my big, I got a big list. list." Yeah, but it's quality over quantity, and yeah. then once the quality is established, then quantity comes into play. But so yeah. many people focus on those those ego metrics, right? Those vanity metrics, how many comments, how many engagements, blah, 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 blah. I'm not tracking that. I'm looking at the person mm. as a human being, as an individual who I may or may not be able to support in their business. And that's part of the whole process is, is do you really understand how to perfectly qualify someone? Because at the end of the day, let's look at someone as an example, same. So two men, both uh, Caucasian, both black hair, both making the same amount of income, both from the same geographic state, both with the same number of, I believe even children, same marital marital status, um, and a whole bunch of other things in common, right? There comes up two people. One of them's Prince Charles and the other person's Ozzy Osbourne. Wow. Okay. So if we're just looking at numbers, right, then there's that. But if we're looking down to the quality of the person, the values that they hold, who is it that you'd really want to work with? And it really ends up being split between the two. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't matter because it's totally different. Right. Right. People aren't looking at people as a number, meaning they're not looking at them beyond just a credit card number. Yeah. They're not looking yeah. at them as a person and looking at how they show up online to see whether or not this is someone who's worth 
you investing your time in and that person who would be willing to receive that time investment. I love this. I mean, it feels like, and it, so me, some people may be like, oh, it sounds like it's so hard, but it's, it's not, it's just being like concerned and whatever. So can you tell us, can you give me a couple tips? Like what are some, a couple things that you could do to, to do this? You know, I mean, I, I, people, I, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I'm sending out a weekly newsletter. Like what else is there? I'm sure there are other things. So what, what are a couple things we can do to, kind of deepen the, our relationships with our community. Oh, okay. So this is great. And my camera's like super fuzzy. So let's see if okay. I get it to like, excuse me, as I high five <laughs> everyone in the camera, I'm trying to get it. <laughs> so actually I love this question because it's actually something that I've been starting to talk a lot more about in terms of my platform. And it has everything to do with firework experiences. So a lot of times, you know, and a lot of my clients have come from like that corporate background, right? And so their experience is, is that someone's coming and they're knocking on their door, right? I need this from you, this other person, I need this report, this other person needs this deliverables coming up and everybody's always coming to take something. Yeah. They're interrupting your day and you can't focus on what it is that you're really trying to deliver. Yeah. So if we look at it from the opposite end, which is that's what we are doing in our marketing to other people online. We are bothering them. We are interrupting their day with something that's probably not worth their time. And we're creating annoyance and we're basically creating distance between us and them because it's not something that's worthwhile. So if instead that colleague didn't come to you with a, Hey, I need this report, but said, Hey, I've got two tickets to the pink concert. Want to go? Yeah. You'd reschedule something. You would would get the babysitter, you would do whatever, and you would go to that thing because it was worth your time. So what do we as marketers, as business owners, what are we providing someone in terms of that kind of experience? Mm. How are we doing something that's allowing someone to say, I'm willing to reschedule stuff to shift things around because that is so valuable. I'm willing to come. So there are 12 of these like experiences that we have that we can leverage as part of our business. So five of them require a lot more investment, meaning you need upsells, downsells, emails, production, things like that. But the good news is, is that there are seven that are low tech to no tech. And meaning that you can go from concept to getting and closing clients in three weeks. Mm. Right. So a lot of people talk about, you know, three months, three years, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But in three weeks time, you can go from concept and start getting people. And what I mean is large number of people in one place, instead of going door to door, which is what you, everyone needs to go through that. Right. That can be exhausting. So how do you go from door to door to having everybody come to your door Mm. and wanting to come into your house because you're the authority, you're the expert, and you're going to provide something so much that's so valuable that they might even be willing to look beside, like sidestep the fact that there's probably going to be a pitch. And that's the problem is that most of the strategies out there right now have been perverted. They are hyper-focused on the pitch, on getting people to buy instead of looking at how do you add value so that the person can make a buying decision instead of being feel like they're being forced. Yeah. No one likes that. No one wants, you don't want a resentful. Yes. You want a resounding. Yes. You want someone that says hell's yes, because that person's going to show up and do the work Yeah, and they're going to be coachable and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be all in instead of like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Right. Right. Any, any person I've ever felt like I've had to drag to the conversation has never either ended up as a yes or as a good client. All of my best clients have been people who have basically knocked on my door and said, I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's do this. And in turn, they get the results. Mm. I love this. This is great. 
Right. So looking at what are those experiences that we're providing people? Um, and I mean, I'm putting together some content around more of this because this is something that I provide my private, my private clients. I give them literally the SOPs. Here are the email templates. Here are the social media posts. Here's the process to bring people through to get them to the sales call because it's all about getting to market faster with something that provides value. Yeah. I think it's so true. Like we're so set on the the selling and the sale and, you know, to how to create that, that we don't think about. I mean, we are adding value, but I think maybe not in the way we should be or not as deep, according to what you're saying here, maybe not. Yeah, as I mean, look at the be. perfect, you know, webinar or whatever perfect, whatever it is that you want to yeah. look at. Let's say the webinar. Webinar is in firework experience. That's one where you're bringing people to the yeah. room, right? So it's like a retreat. Again, a retreat is an example of one of those things that's high investment, high cost production, all this other stuff goes into it. So if we look at the, at the webinar in terms of being what, look at the structure, it's so cold. It focuses on only establishing user authority, giving very little actual value in terms of something that's implementable and leverageable, right? Mm -hmm. You talk very theoretical, very high level as these concepts, but it's not actually doing anything. And then you hyper-focus on pitching, you know, raising the price, dropping it. Here's this bonus. Here's that bonus but that's not the right way to look at a webinar. The right way to look at a webinar is to position a solution and achieve it. And then leverage your offer should be that next level, mm. that next level thing that is going to be, you know, be able to, and I've seen people do this beautifully yeah. and they've, they, those are the people that have those six and seven figure even launches yeah. because they've mastered the value and that someone could potentially walk away and be like, this was enough. But what it should do is kind of like an appetizer at Costco. It should actually get you wanting to buy the thing, even if it wasn't right. something you realized you needed. Yeah. True. So true. As I've been just teaching, I just did this webinar workshop. We talked a lot about that. Right. I totally agree. I think some people are so jaded about webinars and they think it's like, and I guess there, you know, that there are people out there teaching that and it's like, don't give too much. Don't give this away. I mean, and there is sort of a, like, you can't give everything away, but you can't possibly give everything away in an hour webinar if you're doing it somewhat right. You know, you, well, you're not going to be I able mean, to teach everything in an hour, no matter, even if you wanted to, you're not going to be able to. So yeah, honing in on the right thing to get them started or to give them the first thing, the first obstacle, or to, you know, to fill that uh, first, what I call the, the migraine problem, to be the solving that migraine problem, at least the beginning part of it so that they can go, oh yeah. And I know I have people come to me and they're like, their biggest thing is, I'm just not sure what my course could be, you know, mm -hmm. like I could teach this, I could teach this, I can teach this. So, you know, I, in many of my webinars, I do it as a workshop yeah. and I workshop with them. Let's talk through your ideas. And once right. they have a solid idea, they're like, I'm ready. Let's go put it together. But they have to have that idea first and know it's going to be a, you know, like a good thing. It's not just like some weird arbitrary thing they came up with. <laughs> so, well, and it only helps you do your job better. So yeah, you're because I'm like, yeah, they got a great idea. I'd love to help them. <laughs> yeah. You're helping qualify themselves and they're helping them see the opportunity. And then basically they become that much more prepared to work with you, which is, that's the point is what is that thing that they need to solve so that they become ready to buy from you? And, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of other things. And then we can talk oh, yeah. about like, how do you drive traffic and how do you get people there? And a lot of times it's most people don't understand that, you know, they're already connected to hundred K, 
meaning right now without adding a single new connection to your connection database, right? Or whatever, anything like that, you could already monetize hundred K in terms of value contracts. That's why I like to focus on high ticket sales yeah. because the relationship can help drive the, the results um, and things like that. So, I mean, there are a lot of like, if you're looking at membership sites and you want to charge 30 bucks a month, like I'm not your gal, <laughs> there's plenty right. of other people who teach that, <clears throat> but I tend to focus on those high ticket sale opportunities. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I, I totally am teaching like premium courses and programs right. so that people can, you know, hit their goals and, you know, be the whole solution instead of just a little bandaid or, yes. and like people come to me and they're like, I want to do a membership. And I'm just like, how many people do you have on your list? They're like 300. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> and then we can talk. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what they don't know. So, but that's a clear example of like a bro marketer who's like, Hey, you only you need is to sell 10 people a month at $300. Exactly. It sounds so easy. Passive income and you it don't have to do so anything. Easy. And they yeah. don't share the behind the scenes of a membership model requires constant launching. Oh and if you yeah. don't like that, and it's actually why I have 12 different types of firework experiences is because it's really important that the strategies you leverage in your business align to your strengths and align to how your ideal client likes to consume and engage with content. Yeah. So if you got your strengths over here and how you like to show up in the world and how they like to engage in content, what's the strategy yeah, that, where is it meet, of those right? that basically create the rungs to the ladder to success, yeah. right? So making sure that lead generation, the reason people hate it is because they're doing it in a way that isn't in alignment with who they are and how yeah. they want to show up in the it world. It feels yucky. It feels forced. Or like and a waste of time. When's the last time you tried, you, you purposefully put intention and effort into doing something you absolutely didn't want to do because yeah. you didn't like the way it made you feel. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So yes, is our work to do. Absolutely. We all have to eat our vegetables. Not everybody appreciates all the variety of vegetables, but there are certain vegetables that you'll like. So let's put more of those. Yeah. Just cook <laughs> them a different us. way. Right. Add a little spice or butter, <laughs> right there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, the secret, the secret sauce. Uh, success to any French cooking, butter, butter, and more butter. So <laughs> sauce and a little butter and uh, most vegetables taste good. Right. Well, let's, how talk about how you're, uh, let's talk about leveraging in your own business. Have you in the past, or are you doing some type of leveraging? Cause since this is all about working less, making more, I know you're already talking about how to help others. What about you in your own business? Are you using so, I love the fact that I use my process to sell the process. So I use firework experiences as well. Um, and part of what I do is I, it's, it's the thing that I can invite people to without people feeling like there's going to be a, uh, like a sleaze or sale or anything like that. So like, I'll give an example. One of the firework experiences I use is a podcast mixer. So I know, and so here's the strategy behind it. I know that my clients use visibility as a strategy to build their book of business. So they are podcasting, they are speaking, they're doing some kind of visibility activity. So if I give them a, a channel in which to tap into more people so that they can, you know, leverage their own visibility and get booked on more podcasts. And because I create a community, meaning people like me. And so if they like me, they want to be around other people like me. Right. So that's easy for me to go in and be like, Hey, this is a no sell thing. I have no attachment. Come, don't come. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, yeah, this is come. all about giving value to them. And each and every single one of the mixers that I do, I do a, a mini training. So what that does is it gives them an experience of who I am and the kind of ways that I think strategically. And it gives them even more value beyond just booking more podcasts. Right. What right. that does is that there are three types of people who come either it's someone that's a lead 
It's someone who's a referral partner. So I keep top of mind and I'm adding value to my power partners mm-hmm. or it's an ambassador. And what that means is, is someone who's just a fan, who's just going to shout my praises and who's just going to be, you know, there hey. because they get, but the thing is, is all three of those people still get value. And yeah. if they don't buy from me, that's enough. Sure. I don't, I'm not tied to it, but more people are booking sales calls with me after having this experience because they're identifying the fact that they don't have this system and process in place for them. And they want to leverage something similar for themselves. So that's the thing. It's what is that thing you're, you're channeling effort into that's mm-hmm. really going to create that greater output. So yeah. I create leverage in that way. Of course I delegate. There's lots of things that I don't like doing anymore that I've have other experts come in and do for me, because if it's something that you're wanting to do and you're not doing it, it may just be that you're not the one that needs to do it, but it still needs to get done. So who is it that you're investing in that provides the investment in your business so that you can, again, exponentially start growing and scaling? Yeah. Stay in your lane. We call it right. Well, time is a, you know, mastery of time is a true measure of success. Yeah. If you own your time and you can spend it the way you want, then that's the true measure of demonstrating what success can look like. Yeah. Cause you can be hustling and doing all the things and making the money, but that's not the way we and want to get divorced and lose your ulcers and gain 50 pounds. Like that's, that's, you know, you can make $2 million and all that. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> No, I totally agree. And I think as I was saying on another one on my podcast, it's like, as I'm getting older, my time has become more and more valuable. And my energy is just not what it was when I was 30. And so it's like, I have to use my time wisely. I have to use my energy wisely. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? That is just not worth that for me. You know what I mean? Like you really start to look and see what's What's going to, you know, be the biggest bang for your buck and also what feels right to you, right? Right. Like you were just everything you were just saying. So, well, I mean, I love everything you're saying, I'm like, Ooh, I want to hear about more of your fireworks stuff. So where can people connect with you? I know you have a podcast too. So tell us all the places we can get connected and get into your, um, lovely community and learn from you because you've got some <laughs> amazing stuff to, to teach us. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course I'm on social media, um, but is it okay if I share a free gift? Yes, please. Um, so one of the things I like to do as I, I, I walk my talk or I, I talk my walk. <laughs> so I, I like for people to create some wins before they even ever anticipate wanting to work with me. And so what I want to do is provide a three-part training series that people get access to immediately. And the three things that you get access to is one, how to break out an hour legion a day, because that's what it should take in order for you to maintain your process. Once you've established it an hour a day. Okay. The second thing is, is, you know, it's great. So I talked about, you're already connected to hundred K worth of clients. So what I've done is I've shared a couple of social media swipes for you to start activating those clients, those potential clients who are ready to buy from you. So okay. leverage those, modify them, put them in your voice. And then the, the low hanging fruit you're saying basically. Exactly. Okay. And then the third piece is all about um, my close script, right? So the easiest part of a sales conversation is just to be there and be present. And so this kind of walks you through how to do that so that you can make sure it's an energetic fit and receive the investment that you're making in them and that they're making in you. So those things you can find at fullybooked.ceo. Okay. Um, And then of course you can find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. I have a, a, a group called Lead Boss, super simple. Type it in. You'll find me. There's a picture of me in my red hair, <laughs> my red streak. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm always available to chat. And again, there's there's all kinds of different things that you can consume in terms of value add before continuing the conversation. 
Sounds amazing. I know I went up and signed up for your stuff this morning. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I can't wait to start bringing it all in and learning your ways. So thank you so much for joining us and kind of pulling the curtain back on really digging into relationship marketing and how it doesn't have to be hard, doesn't have to be sleazy and doesn't have to be weird. It just has to be like authentic <laughs> and you just have to give the value. So I love all of that. And thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you. All right, you guys, until another episode, I will see you then. Is your dream of working less a bit closer now after that episode? I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and show you that this is easier than you think. If you're ready to shift into an empowered lifestyle with a course or program, I invite you to apply for Courses for Coaches and receive my behind-the-scenes training. Check the show notes for all the links at DonnaAshton.com forward slash podcast and subscribe to get new episodes each Thursday. We love reviews, so show some love for your favorite and help spread the work less, make more way of life.